0: Welcome back to the Big Pivot Podcast. I'm Rob O'Regan, your IDG host. Today's topic how digital transformation is changing the way companies think about securing their data. We have two guests today. Joining us once again is Graham Thompson, Senior VP and CIO of Informatica. Welcome back, Graham.
1: Hey, Rob. Good to talk to you again.
0: Our second guest is Roger Hale, Informatica's Chief Information Security Officer. Roger has more than 25 years of experience delivering competitive advantage for the business through technology leadership and efficient risk management and compliance. He has a proven track record of building partnerships that align information technology and security with business objectives. Welcome, Roger.
2: Hi, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to your listeners.
0: So, guys, in previous episodes, we've established that while there are many flavors of digital transformation, the one thing they have in common is the importance of data, which often provides the very basis for this new type of competition. My first question to both of you is, now that we're more dependent than ever on data as an asset... How do businesses need to think differently about protecting that data?
2: Well, that's the new starting point, Rob, protecting the data. Historically, we protected the corporate network, data center environments. This is still critical to data protection. But now we add the risk that the data travels outside the data center into, through cloud applications, and down to the endpoints. Architecturally, we must design the data protection to travel with the data. And remember, endpoints includes mobile. It's not just corporate laptops. Yeah, I'd also add that we should think about securing this data like we we do the other important
1: assets in our companies. You know, the data is no longer just a byproduct of the process, but it's becoming the very thing that we compete based upon. And for companies who believe that, like we do, then leveraging that asset really means you've got to be using it, which means you have to move it around between applications, maybe on-prem or in a cloud-hosted environment. And then you have to provide a solid platform to do analytics and all this data. So if you're going to do that, Securing it really becomes a critical enabler of success.
0: Well, it's, it's an interesting perspective because CIOs obviously have been generally aware of the surface area of their infrastructure. So the number of data centers, servers, the volume of storage, even the number of laptops and, and increasingly mobile devices. In your experience, Graham, how much visibility do CIOs have into the surface area of their data? Things like the number of databases where customer information is stored, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, well, that's, an, that's a really interesting one. I, I am constantly amazed by how much CIOs know about the details of their infrastructure. You know, I've talked to CIOs who know, as you suggest, exactly how many client devices they have in the firm, how many wireless access points, how many servers, storage devices, and even how many miles of cable they have. But I'm honestly constantly entertained by how little these same CIOs seem to know about how many database instances they have, how many of those databases may hold customer data and who has access to that. You know, you could argue that in this new world where data is the foundation of this digital transformation, that we should be focused at least as much on this as we are on the physical infrastructure.
0: So if the old ways of identifying and securing that data are no longer effective, what does the new playbook look like? Roger, you wanna, you wanna tackle that one?
2: The goals haven't changed, but how you architect your architecture program has. Everything starts with risk management and that starts with education. Education is still your best return on investment, but the scope has grown to building a culture of data security as a foundation for business enablement. You have to know where your critical data is and where your critical data can live. Data lifecycle management starts with data classification and data handling procedures and controls, otherwise known as data governance. Threatened vulnerability management is critical to the enterprise. The automation is key. The enterprise has grown to include SaaS and cloud, and you can't transfer 100% of the liability for data protection to your cloud service providers. Automation provides us the ability to identify abnormal and malicious behavior across the disparate environments where critical data can now reside. The playbook for incident response is critical in a digital world. And rounding out, but not least, is vendor risk management. As organizations no longer have physical control of the environments where the critical data resides, A vendor risk management program that identifies third and fourth party vendors and regularly assesses their data handling practices is a critical priority.
0: You mentioned the regulatory piece. There's a lot of buzz about the general data protection regulation. That's the the European data protection law that goes into effect next year. That's just one instance of how the the regulatory uh, landscape is changing. Roger, how did GDPR and similar regulations raise the bar for managing customer data?
2: So you probably have to start with, what is GDPR? So let's get the legalese out of the way. GDPR addresses the protection of personal information of EU data subjects and is applicable to any organization established in the EU or any organization anywhere that processes the personal data of an EU data subject. Now that we got that out of the way... GDPR up-levels historical, industry-specific regulations and control objectives. It actually builds a framework of data lifecycle management to classify and protect individuals' data. Some of the key requirements of GDPR will be new to many organizations. These include the requirement to facilitate the individual's right to access, correct, purge, or take their data with them. Also, it's a design of controls for fairness, transparency, and a limitation on data usage. Your company's executive team will also be interested in the real fines and penalties of GDPR that can be up to four to 5% of company revenue. That's a big hit.
0: When you start talking about big fines and risk management and all the things, it kind of begs the question about where the CISO role fits within the organization. A lot's been written about whether the CISO should report to the CIO or if it makes sense for them to report to the, the chief legal officer or the chief risk officer or even the CEO. Graham, can you talk a little bit about how you're structured there at Informatica?
1: So, Rob, Informatica, the CISO reports into me as the, as the CIO. There's always going to be these theoretical debates about where various functions should report, and, and really the best choice will be determined by the situation of the specific company and what they're really trying to achieve. If it's a steady-state, peacetime-type arrangement, and we're solving for proper division of responsibility or structured oversight in a slow pace of change environment, then you could argue that having the CISO outside of the CIO function might be the right thing to do. But for us here at Informatica, our our IT organization isn't really large enough to to separate information security from IT operations and the applications team and still be effective. We're also innovating very quickly, and, and security has to be part of the design, not something that we assess and add on later. I honestly expect my service owners in IT to design and operate their service so it is secure. If it's not they're going to risk their most important KPIs like availability and and fitness for purpose. And lastly, you know, much of IT is a scale and efficiency sport. And by having the functions together, I can reinvest efficiency savings in other areas in security and achieve the right balance. And lastly, and this is just a cultural thing, but the last thing I want is for the security team and the operations team to be transactional or adversarial with each other, barely tolerating each other's needs rather than truly partnering. So I think for us at least, And the way that we're organized at the moment is the right way for us.
0: So you guys get along together okay is what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Good. So, Roger, regardless of the reporting structure, how can CISOs do a better job educating CIOs and other stakeholders on what modern data security needs to look like?
2: Well, Rob, it starts with impact. Modern data security is a line of prioritized to enable the business. As such, our services must be architected as a consultative service offering, Defining security standards and communicating that is not the win. The win is working alongside the business units to help them identify the data risks and provide them the opportunity and responsibility of protecting the data over which they have stewardship. Yeah, I think to add to what Roger said about security being an enabler, I, mean, I truly believe that it
1: is. As CIOs, if we can be confident and we can demonstrate that we can be more secure in the cloud than we can on-prem, then it's going to speed up our innovation cycle. And if I can demonstrate that I can discover where my data is, and ensure that it's secure with proper access privileges, then it frees me up to leverage that data really as a competitive advantage, rather than looking at it as a liability to be managed. And if our information security team, IT ops team, and the apps team can all work together on the design, I'll end up with a better end solution every
0: time. So following up on those points, Roger, talk a little bit more, if you would, about who those other key stakeholders are that a CISO needs to work with and, and any tips you have on on how to do that effectively.
2: So information security is a service organization. Trust and partnership are critical to information security success. You always have to have the support of your executive suite, but every department is a key stakeholder. Key relationships will always include IT, legal, HR, engineering, and in our industry at Informatica, that includes sales and customer trust.
0: Mm -hmm. That trust and partnership message certainly is an important one. Graham, any closing thoughts on that or anything else we've talked about today?
1: Yeah, so to to really underscore what Roger just said, if data is the foundation for digital transformation, which we obviously believe it is, and if securing it means that we can use it more effectively across the enterprise, which we do, then I look at it as the, the CISO and his or her organization is really a key enabler of this new way to compete.
0: Great. So the takeaways that I have from the discussion today, modern data security should be an enabler for businesses to compete and to innovate without unnecessary constraints. That's done when security travels with the data end-to-end. In other words, it's intelligent data security that enables business leaders to make decisions with data that's trusted, secure, and governed. Does that sound about right, guys?
1: Yeah, sounds good. like
0: it. Thank you, Graham and Roger, for a great discussion today. That's about all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. In our next episode, we'll be exploring some common myths about artificial intelligence and the critical role that data plays in machine learning. Catch all the Big Pivot episodes by subscribing to the IDG Tech Talk channel on SoundCloud and on iTunes. For IDG and Informatica, I'm Rob O'Regan.